Hello, and welcome back to the Great Game Debate Podcast, where friends come together to respectfully discuss, debate, and disagree about video games. As always, I'm your host, Kate Berthe Lane, and joining me, of course, is the godfather of the debate, Jonah Gomez. How you doing this week, buddy? Um, I'm doing all right, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. I've been uh, playing. Yeah, I've been playing a little bit of that uh, new Call of Duty beta. You okay. asked me if I wanted to pitch something. That's what it would have been. Yeah. And so I figured <laughs> it'd just fall on that. Call of Duty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, I'll just give my quick rundown. It's it's cool. It the beta runs better than the last game that came out. So I mean that's good. I well, guess yeah, improvement. Yeah. But uh, it just it kind of it feels like a, a very lateral improvement versus like each game. For the last like four years feeling yeah. drastically different in gameplay and visuals and stuff hmm. this one just feels like a, a 2.0 expansion but it's good gotcha it's good so. all right and of course joined by none other than the saucy himself Steven beaumont how you doing buddy yeah not too bad i Dropped 105 australian dollars on boulder skate 3 this week Ooh, and yes. i am um, Awaiting my a return on my investment so far. It has not been a smooth experience. Um, What's your race? What's your class? I I am a dragonborn bard. Um with like lightning breath. So like really Mm. cool, like you know, the the role play, the dice rolling, lovely. Love it. Really cool stuff. Everything else about it, not nah. for me. So far. Let me ask you this. Not that we <laughs> could spend a lot of time on this. Just give me one sentence answer. But, like, the gameplay of Baldur's Gate 3 is relatively simple to me as someone who knows D&D and compared to other CRPGs like Divinity Originals and stuff. But as, like, a newcomer to the genre, is it just, like, still completely overwhelming for you? The So the actual... You know, using moves, seeing they 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 show that pretty easily. You've got this many spell slots, you've got this many bard slots, mm-hmm. and x x this that and the other. You know, I didn't understand that every time I went back to camp, I didn't wasn't resting, and I'm like, why can't uh, I do my thing? Yeah. And it's like <laughs> I went back to camp, so like, oh yeah, and then I was talking to some mates, and oh yeah, you don't freaking you, you don't jump on the couch every single time you go home to pick something up. I'm like, why wouldn't you? <laughs> you, definitely, um, you get enough resources you so yeah i don't know the, the ui and UI, ui i think they're doing as best they can especially on the console the ux now. is not really great for console mm. so i don't think that the scores should be identical for the pc yeah. scores to be like 96 they should not they may be like 90 or something if people are loving the game i am not loving the game yet like i'm at the seven ish you know so let's see I was listening to right. uh, Stephen play the game a couple days ago, and uh, yeah, it was it was he was bad. not having a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine like accidentally executing a bunch of things you didn't mean to do. It, like it was that. mostly it was mostly just, you can stuck your blood, and you're like, oh, it was mostly ending his turn too early. Ending turns accidentally um, and ungrouping and grouping parties is not yeah, like a click yeah. of a button. It's not like simple. Yeah. All right, well. <laughs> That's Steven's week in Baldur's Gate. Mateo, mm-hmm. how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I actually just also had a week in Baldur's Gate, uh, hey. but it's like the, it's like the tail end of like multiple weeks of in Baldur's Gate. Yeah, yeah, I'm doing all right. Hey, did y'all know that there are more than 151 Pokemon? I was doing a little bit of research. <laughs> what? Are you sure? Hey, I just got I, some I, cards the other day and said 151. So I don't understand. Hmm. I mean, the last game I played was 
uh, black and white, right? There were only 150 in that game, right? I thought I thought it was only 150. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, our special guest this week is returning guest in front of the show and voice actor Eli Farmer. How you doing, man? Doing great, doing great. <laughs> Happy to be here, y'all. And oh, I guess, you know, for folks who can actually see if you're not doing auditory, I'm debuting my new Digimon shirt. And if you like it, you can actually, uh, you can pick up your own. I don't know the link off the top of my head. <laughs> Just use Google Lens on, Eli. Yeah. I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll have you send me it after the show, and then I'll get it in our description. So if you want to check out that sweet shirt, you can in the description. Yeah, that's pretty. Um, I do love the crime chat too. Um, um, before we move on, I did just want to say, Eli, uh, your episode was like really popular in our community. People just love you. You're just such a, like a warm and generous and like open person who's like everybody's like super super interested on in how like you know transparent you are about the experience of becoming a new um voice actor in the industry and like how to work your way up and everything. So yeah, thanks for taking time to come back on the show. We really appreciate it. Dude, y'all are my, my good luck charms, and I, I think we'll talk about this a little bit later, but this whole Digimon thing happened, like, a month after I was on your show. Oh, so no way. We, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, when, we get it, when we get into the, the story yeah. of, like, all of that I think stuff. The yeah, producer so, of the entire Digimon IP listens to us, for sure. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you all stop by the digital world and learned Harpoon Torpedo, because it's time for the icebreaker. Alright, uh, icebreaker this week comes in from community member Tongue Surgery. Uh, by the way, um, Kevin, Tongue Surgery there, um, is working on a indie game that I'm pretty sure he's making all by himself called uh, Tempest Neek, which is kind of like, what do you call that genre, you know, where you're just... Uh, it's a it's, shmup, but it's to the left, it's to the left yeah. of the right, but yeah. Yeah, it's shmup to the right, and like the gimmick <laughs> is really cool that you have like a party and you can switch between their ships in real, like instantaneously. And it's like, like um, abilities. almost like Mega Man, cool. like changing your Mega Man outfit yeah, and they yeah, all yeah. have different like health bars mm -hmm. and all that, yeah. But uh, yeah, Kevin uh, got a demo up of that game recently on Steam, uh, so I was playing it, it's oh, pretty really? cool, so yeah, check it out. Yeah, it's up on Steam. It'll take you like two seconds That's to download because awesome. it's like 100 megabytes or whatever. <laughs> you can check that in the description as well. Yeah, so anyway, uh, the question from Tongue Surgery, what's a movie you'd like to see get a game adaptation? Um, you got anything locked and loaded for this one, Jonah? Uh, yeah, and there's there's whispers on the wind of it. I really, uh? I really don't want illumination to do it but a freaking zelda movie man oh i've been yeah. wanting like a legit zelda movie for so long that's <laughs> like a childhood dream of mine is to have a zelda movie mm -hmm. but uh i think even if we had like something like um like a splinter cell movie that would be so <laughs> red jump in did you go did you misinterpret the question completely was it oh, movie yeah, this that... is a movie you'd like to see. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'd like to see the inevitable Zelda movie get a game adaptation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh well, there oh, we go. There's we... the smooth brain shot... coming out real early on this episode. <laughs> Jesus. Can Street Fighter the movie, the game. Can we add in a Patreon level where uh, once the Zelda movie comes out and a novelization is made of it, we get Caden to read the novelization of the yeah, Zelda movie? The movie game. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, just because we're talking about it, uh, there's this hilarious meme I saw where somebody was making like a fake script for the Illumination Zelda movie. If, it, if they are the ones that end up doing it, it's like, um, you know, Link's like walking into like Goron City, and there's like his Goron buddy who's like, "Welcome to Goron City," and that song's playing. That, that that's like, you got mud on your face, you big disgrace. <laughs> the, like a Goron like slips and like his face falls in the mud. Like it's it's like, oh god. <laughs> yeah. that's Apologies to music fans that is we will rock you <laughs> yeah yeah my dad listened to that steve um, uh, thanks kate uh, well, i do is, have is... a movie that i'd like to be uh okay, okay. Redeem- uh the Redemption. uh what is it the anita battle angel the cg movie Anita battle angel yeah, yeah. Dude, that movie was rad i bet some weird like crappy alita game that nobody's heard of that came out like 20 years ago so <laughs> but yeah that'd be super one. cool like if it's like everybody a wants to be a battle robot girl. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be really cool. <laughs> How did um, you know my Steve, fantasy? You um, <laughs> oh man, there's this really cool, uh, 90s movie that man, I absolutely loved it. I just reckon that'd be such, make such a really cool, um, video game. Um, it's called Super uh, Mario Bros. No, it's called, <laughs> it's called, it's called, um, Goldeneye. I reckon that would make a really good game. I agree. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. some cool set pieces. Yeah, really cool set pieces. Really cool characters. Dude, could, could you imagine being an odd like... job in that and like just throwing your hat around? Was it I don't think they would. I don't movie. think the developers would put that in. I feel like it would be too unfair because like yeah. there's no way you could do the character mm. model right. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Height We're not gonna get a single serious answer to this question. What do you got for us? <laughs> oh no, uh, no, actually, I so I've been on a horror movie kick lately. And I saw oh, that there's one that's releasing soon. There's this movie called Five Nights at Freddy's. And I oh. think that the concept <laughs> of that movie could translate so well into the video game format. Just think about yeah. it. Like, you're stuck in this spooky, chunky cheese. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eli, what do you think? <laughs> I don't want to mess up the trend, but I actually was thinking of a real movie. I think, uh, I don't know if it was done or not. Might have been one of those horrible movie tie-in games, um, but if it hasn't been, I think a Pacific Rim game would be really. Oh cool. man! Oh, that would be sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Just some chunky. It could just be like an arcade fighter, like Kaiju and Ooh, Mech. Yeah. You know, um, that'd be sick. Hell yeah! Another one. Yeah. Oh yes, Pacific Rim is great. Um, as dumb as the dialogue is in those films, the the <laughs> action is just awesome. Um, You're telling me you go to I Pacific gonna... Rim for the dialogue? <laughs> Sometimes um, <laughs> it's my acting class. Um, uh, no, I was I, I rewatched like uh, no watched for the first time screams two all the way to five, uh, so awesome. two three four and five um, just recently, and I think a scream game maybe where it's like kind of your David Cage ish sort of you know visual novel ish sort of game, but mm-hmm. like where based on maybe how you progress and and what happens maybe the the killer can change the killers can change oh, sure, yeah. and stuff would oh. be cool like you know based on what red herrings you follow could alter the ending would be really That'd interesting be really cool haven't you I played dead really by daylight yet have they mm. yeah it's Sorry? well that's that, dead by daylight. that's an asymmetrical multiplayer <laughs> horror game that's not but scream is in we're it. talking about some until dawn yeah, that's true. Everybody's in that game at this point. Um, yeah, no, that's a cool idea. I don't think I've seen anybody do those like branching narrative games where you Everyone, actually the, can like the ki- yeah, the killer's always the reality. same in those games. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, that's a cool idea. Cool. Um, this is kind of like a 
lame answer because there actually already is a video game of it. But um, you brought up Horror of a Tale, and I was thinking about um, John Carpenter's The Thing, the 1980s version. Ooh. And there is actually a PS2 video game it's like of a that, but it's not very or something? Good. Uh, so, yeah. It's a, it's a horror us. game, but yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I pretty much wouldn't change anything about it. It still would be a survival horror game, but just like good <laughs> like, <laughs> idea of, you know, uh, trying to survive with a group of other people and like, Man. you know, seeing if you could like, you know, the, the good ending would be being able to get to the end of the game without ever anybody turning into a thing. But like imagine, anybody would be able imagine to. If they, imagine if like they made that. an Aliens game. Like following the colonial marines. Uh, yeah. Imagine mm, that. Interesting idea. Interesting cool. idea. Yeah. Uh, have my, you seen the my, most? My, 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 no, go ahead. My actual like serious <laughs> answer was, uh, and it's a, it's another one. It's another Caden answer because it's it's another one of those like yeah, there's games that exist, but like here's make it here's good, the, please? the actual, yeah. make yeah, it good, good please. Uh, Indiana Jones, dude. Mm. We're hoping. <laughs> yeah. We are hoping. They, we have so many have indie games already though. Ones. <laughs> none of them are good yeah we're right kind of in the question we want some of you'd like to see get a good game adaptation <laughs> high quality 10 out of 10 game adaptation yeah uh, all right cool well uh oh sorry go ahead. no i was gonna ask you have you seen the most recent it like came out in like 2013 but the that version of the thing oh yeah yeah with uh mary oh. elizabeth Weinstead, the yeah. prequel all of the monsters they stole directly from dead space Go back and watch really? it. They wow. all—they all look like necromorphs from Dead Space when they oh, wow. go into like the little yeah. alien. They got the fucking. Yeah. Uh, did they just arm? use CG or did That's they actually true. use puppets? Or it's all CG. It's all CG. Of, it's just uh, like the model looks exactly well. like the necromorphs yeah, the from Dead Space. Yeah. 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 That's a cool movie though. Um. Anyway. Let's see. Before we move on, uh, quickly, I want to do our patron shoutouts. Uh, Dan Giesland, Pucho, Wes, and Dakota Falk. Thank you guys so much. Really, really appreciate your support. We, we've and, got uh, one money. more. It's this Special gentleman. It's this gentleman to my left. Thank you, Mateo, for all Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I was curious what the patrons get, so I went inside. All right. Give you yourself a pat on the back, Mateo. paying himself for being a patron of his own podcast. So, thank you so much, Mateo. I really appreciate it. But yeah, those uh, runies we get from our Patreon go right back to the community. Um, you know, we try to spit up on uh, giveaways. We should probably do something along those lines soon, you guys, some kind of giveaway. So, yep. we'll get on that. But, uh, now that we're done with the icebreaker question, um, we'd like to uh, put you in the last seat a little bit, Eli, and hear kind of what you've been up to since the last time you came on. And just a reminder to our guests, if you haven't listened to the last episode with Eli, um, definitely check it out if you want to hear more about his um, you know, history of how he got into the voice acting field and all that kind of stuff. But uh, since the last time you were on the show, you kind of hinted at it a little bit so far, but... Um, I think you kind of had landed like a, a pretty significant role that's pretty exciting for you. So we'd love to hear about how that happened and your history with that franchise. And you know, I, I'm sure you have like an NDA, so whatever you could talk about, we won't we won't pressure you. But yeah, go ahead, spill the beans. Well, yeah, you know what's great. <laughs> what's great about this specific instance with Digimon is that these movies have been screened, uh, and so people have seen them. Um, obviously, I can't give super, super in-depth, but I can go way more in-depth than, like, typically you could with a trailer in most cases. Um, and so 
my experience. So we rewind. I want to say I was on the show <laughs> maybe February, Marchish time, somewhere around there. Um, and I want to say it was a month, maybe a month and a half later. So I got home from work at my day job. So I come home, I'm looking through the auditions, and then I see this thing for Digimon the movie uncut. And I was like, is this like a fan project? Is this like a death battle episode? Like, what the heck is this? Like, there's no way this is like real Digimon. Like, what's going on? And then I'm like looking through and I was like, holy crap, this is actually, this is like legitimate, the real Digimon franchise. Uh, and so then I freak out because I've been like a lifelong Digimon fan. Uh, the One of the first movies, well, the first and last movies that we ever saw as a family uh, was Digimon the movie when it came out in theaters. Wow. I saw the very first episode when it aired on TV. I never missed an episode of Digimon the first season. <laughs> oh, man, true fan. I distinctly remember uh, being on a trip to visit some uh, relatives. And I was like, hey, it's Saturday morning. I don't miss my Digimon. I need it on. My, this is like seven-year-old me, like, hey, <laughs> this is all I'm asking for. Can you like, work with me here? Um, so yeah, so I was a huge fan of the series, and I continued to watch the second season, the third season, so on and so forth. Uh, I was super excited when Cyber Sleuth came out because I was like, all right, mm -hmm. we got a good Digimon game. Like, we're back in it, baby. <laughs> Uh, the one of the actual first PlayStation game that I ever asked my parents to get for me was Digimon World. Uh, I wow. never beat it because if you didn't have a guide back then and you weren't, you know, <laughs> an adult, man. yeah, you weren't gonna exactly. figure it out. Uh, so little child me just was pretty much stuck with my uh, my Sukumon, which is basically the poop Digimon. We had good, good, good times, you know. We bonded and all that good stuff. But anyway, so. That's a little bit about my history and interconnection uh, with Digimon and how long I've been a fan. I used to do the coloring books with my mom, all that stuff. So I get this audition and I'm thinking like, oh my gosh, there's no way. And is this the real thing? So then I'm looking through the characters that I have, that they have on there. And I was like, I don't think I can do any of these voices if I'm being completely <laughs> honest with myself. I was like, I, I think they're all kind of out of my range. But there was two that I was like, I think, I think maybe, I think maybe if I give it a shot, but then I had this like moment, and this is a great lesson about, you know, just going for it. But I yeah. had this moment where I was like, ah, they're probably going to want to hire someone who's more established, you know, someone that can bring maybe more name value to the project. I shouldn't even audition for this thing. This is a waste of my time. It's going to be cool as a fan to, you know, to know that it's coming and check it out, but it's probably isn't for me. And I'm sitting at the table for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, no, no freaking way, man. I'm not passing yeah. up on this opportunity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's for the stairs and I'm like, the worst that happens is it sucks and they don't call me, right? But at least you know mm -hmm. that I tried. So I go in there. Uh, so the two characters that I auditioned for uh, were Greymon and then Joe Keto. Nice. Uh, and the reason that I auditioned for both of those characters is for those of you who may not be familiar, uh, the original voice actor, the original English voice actor uh, for Joe Keto was a man by the name of Michael Lindsay. Uh, you might know him. He at one point actually voiced uh, Amuro Ray in Gundam. Mm. Uh, he voiced uh, Konkuro in uh, Naruto. Uh, he was the original uh, Kisuke uh, in Bleach. And so he's got an amazing just track record of credits and he had a outstanding stellar career and everything that I could find on him. Uh, he was very much loved by his peers and co-stars in the community. Uh, so anyway, so I auditioned for both of those roles because like, well, if you're going to do one, you might as well do the other. And I was like, all right, Greymon, I got this. Like, whew, all right, get in there. Just like get in. You're like, scare me. Like, like I'm yeah. And then when I was reading for Joe, I was like, man, this guy's voice is like so nasally. And I don't think <laughs> I can do this. And 
I don't know if I could like sound like, you know, little kid raspy, but also portrayed as an adult. And so I sent it in and I was thinking like, all right, I got a pretty good shot at this Greymon thing. Joe, probably not going to work out. <laughs> 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 so uh then i'm sitting there and i'm like but then again it is digimon so they're probably not going to call me but just in case i um i started researching everything that i could find about michael Lindsay uh and his career and all the things that he's done and he was someone who was very much like i would say maybe compared to his peers at that time wasn't very forward-facing there's not a lot of interviews you can find with him there's not a lot of like sit down sort of talk things it's really tough but there was one interview that i found that was like an hour long and got to hear a story and that led me to links and all that other good stuff uh, so then you know we fast forward a couple weeks go by and then i'm sitting at home come home from work again pop open the email and then i see uh Marissa, our director, would like to cast you as Joe Keto in Digimon. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, no freaking way. I'm like sprinting around the house literally yeah. right here in this kitchen. I'm like, do it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I FaceTimed my fiance and I was like, babe. And she was like, no freaking way. Like, swerving on the road. Like, and we're like, up and down. And we're just screaming because she knows how much like Digimon means to me. Uh, if you look on my, my my PlayStation right now, I think I've put in like 1,500 hours into Cyber Sleuth, probably oh, like a thousand. Oh, man. Years. Wow. wow. Yeah, I, I, I've put in some time on my, my Digimon games. Oh, yeah. hold on. We got a little solar. Lens flare. Hold it's on. It's just dramatic. <laughs> Artistic lighting here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was super exciting. We're jumping up and down. Can't believe it. And then I'm like, all right, now it's like, it's like real, you know, you're voice matching for this character. And if it's not on the money, people are not going to have a good time. So you better really start working on it. Uh, and so what I did was every single clip of Joe in the Digimon movies uh, that exist in the world <laughs> wow. that was done by Michael Lindsay. There's another actor that did it, uh, Robbie Damon. He did the voices for Try, uh, but they weren't wanting to match Robbie. They wanted to match Michael Lindsay. So every clip of Joe in the movies that Michael Lindsay did, I put it on an MP3 file. I had it on my phone. Oh, I put my wow. AirPods in and I listened to it on a constant repeat wow. loop. From the time that I woke up to the time that I went wow. to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Have y'all ever seen that old episode of Dexter's Laboratory where he's trying to learn French and it just yeah. like, like, yeah, yeah. So it was basically like that. So I'm listening to this MP3 on repeat. The only times I'm taking a break are to eat and then, you know, talk to my fiance when she comes home from, wow. yeah. <laughs> she's in veterinary school. So obviously we've got to debrief and love each other, all mm -hmm. that good stuff. Uh, so they send me the email like, hey, wouldn't you like to come in to record? And they're like, oh, you know, you got a couple of weeks. And I was like, I want to do it as soon as possible. And so it was like four <laughs> days later. So like for the next, what is that? 90 something hours. Uh, I was just listening to this thing. I was doing the lines over and over and over again in the shower. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I've got it. I've got it nailed down. I've got it perfect. I can do like beat for beat exactly how, you know, the closest within my ability. So then I drive into the studio and I'm like, I've done all the lines. I know exactly what I'm doing. I've got them like matched because in my brain, I'm thinking we're redubbing the original script. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, oh, we're just doing what they've already done. I just, <laughs> I just got a parakeet. Like, I just got to do exactly what he did and it'll be fine. So then I get in the booth and I see the lines and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is not what I've been practicing on repeat for the past hours. This is new material. <laughs> and so there were, there were some lines that were, you know, ripped straight from the original script, but then there was some new stuff as well. 
And then when I got in the booth, and then I actually, I think it kind of played out pretty well because I was so freaking nervous, but I was trying to play it cool. I was like, play it cool, you're professional. <laughs> you, you don't need to know that you're like a mega lifelong Digimon fan. Like, just play cool, play cool. <laughs> um, but our director, Marissa, is also a Turbo Digimon fan. So it worked nice. out great. Nice. Uh, she understood my excitement. Like, she knew how I felt. And she was very, like, just patient and, like, guiding me through the process of, like, okay, we're going to, like, the reference track you'll listen to it you'll match you'll you'll do your version of it right so then uh, we recorded all three movies in one session uh so knocked it out wow. you know professional wow, wow. wild uh, yeah so we uh, we got all done in one session and as i was going through i felt pretty confident and then you know as we started and then as we continued to go as we continued to go i got more and more confident mm -hmm. um but one of the things that tripped me up a couple of times, I'm not going to lie, was because I got to record with the, well, not literally with, but like with the original cast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, so these are the people that I oh grew up hearing when I was a child yeah. on TV. That's amazing. And so there's this part in the film where uh, I'm talking to the, the main character. We're well, not main. We're all main characters. I'm talking to our leader, <laughs> Ty, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm talking uh, to Joshua Seth's character. And I hear his voice in my ear, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Ty is talking to me. <laughs> this, is, this is crazy. And, uh, you know, I'm so enamored in, like, what's happening. I'm like, what's going what's gonna to happen next? What are they going to do next? Oh my gosh. Not realizing you're supposed to you're be gonna talking. You're going to do your lines. Like, that's, that's what's oh, next. Yeah. Is, is you supposed to go? And so Melissa's like, hey, Eli, are you, are you, you still there? And I was like, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, weird audio thing. I didn't hear the beeps. <laughs> we just like take that over from the top. So it was like moments like that where I just got so like caught up in the fan that man, I was that's like, so oh, funny. man, yeah. I totally forgot I was supposed to be working. It makes me like think that you're you're um Andrew Garfield in uh No Way Home, and like you're just so excited yeah. to be there. <laughs> yeah, and so uh, then we we finished the recording session. You know. Uh, and then from there, it's like, all right, now, lip sealed. You can't say anything until we, we make the announcement. And so I'm literally just, like, sitting at home. Like, I'm going to explode. I cannot believe I have to, like, hold this inside for however Yeah, no months. kidding. At that point, we hadn't gotten the update about when they were going to announce it at Otakon. So we didn't know. So it was just like, could be a year, could be five, could be 3,000. Like, I don't know. So I just got to, like, sit on it in the way. I'm sitting and waiting. And one of the things that was like kind of tough is I had had this this huge monumental thing happen for me personally. But then like that's a that's a huge gold star to have on your resume of like exactly. I voice in a Absolutely. billion dollar franchise. Yeah. Uh, I play one of the principal characters. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I can't use that for marketing material. So it's yeah, like I can't yeah. even like Man. try to push myself with it because I can't yeah. tell anyone. So I'm like, all right. So Man. my career. Yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah, so my career changed internally, like yeah. as soon as I booked it and recorded, but nothing externally changed. It was exactly yeah. the same. Yeah. So can you can you put uh, it on your resume now that it's like out in the uh, out in the public and stuff? Oh yeah, yeah. Awesome. And I didn't even have to do it. Shout out whoever runs IMDb, but you know they got it all taken. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, it's it's wild now. Like if you just Google Eli Farmer, my like face pops up and it's like Eli Farmer is an American voice actor that da 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 and it's like I was like hey mom Google my name and she was like no freaking way that's awesome that's amazing that's awesome 
so that was like a huge shift for me. And then, you know, we fast forward to where we actually can make the announcement. So a couple of weeks before they had reached out to the cast and they were like, hey, y'all, we're going to put together like a little sort of uh, sizzle. I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, opening thing for the announcement oh, yeah. at Oticon. Uh, if you'd like to send in a little clip, you know, just welcoming and announcing to the fans, we'd love to have you. Uh, but you don't have to do it. Totally optional. So me, I'm like, yeah, of course I'm doing it. <laughs> But then I'm thinking like, oh, you know, maybe the other more seasoned actors, you know, who are returned to the roles, they've you know been doing it for 20 years. Maybe they're not going to want to take part in it. And it'll probably just be us new people who are like really excited, right? Totally wrong. So then when I see <laughs> this trailer finally come out and I see all of these voice actors that, again, like I've grown up with and then insert me like, hey, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah. like, I can't <laughs> I'm like now next to these people that I, I've been a fan of for all these years i idolized That's so wild, in my career yeah yeah and so it's just it, it i don't know if y'all remember like back in the 90s they used to do those like p.o box sweepstakes things mm -hmm. yeah you could like yeah. write in it's like you and a friend could win a limousine ride and a big screen <laughs> and meet the star of your favorite show well it felt like someone found my old p.o box <laughs> card and was like here you go kid your dream's coming true uh and so then yeah, we make the announcements and my Twitter like explodes and I went from like, I don't know, a couple hundred followers, like just over a thousand. I thought my phone was going to explode from like yeah, notifications yeah. <laughs> and stuff. And it was crazy like <laughs> to see my name like in news articles and things like, whoa, it, it, it's it's a whole different world. And I'm so thankful. And one of the, the people that I, I was really excited to see their response was, uh, so uh, the person that I took this role over, I don't know if y'all know this, uh, Michael Lindsay had passed away. Okay, and so that's why I they see. were recasting. Okay. It wasn't just because he retired. Uh, and then one of the other original eight Digidestined, uh, Mimi, her voice actress, uh, Felice Sampler, she also passed away. Mm -hmm. So there was another person that was going to be in the exact same position as me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I want to talk to them so badly because yeah. they're the only person I feel like on planet Earth that like knows exactly, what I'm yeah. feeling right now. Mm. And so then when Elsie was able to announce that, oh, I'm the voice of Mimi, I was like, ah, oh, yes, companionship, <laughs> someone who understands like holding mm -hmm. this in and the feeling and then learning that she was a huge <laughs> fan as well. And then all of the new people that got to be part of it were all huge fans. And if y'all haven't done any like research on this project, there's so many beautiful emotional tie-ins. One that I, I want to plug right now because I just think it's so meaningful. And it ties into my other favorite, Radiata Stories. Oh! Uh, <laughs> Bryce, uh, Bryce Pappenbrook, who is the voice of Jack Russell in Radiata yeah. Stories. Uh, his father, uh, Bob Pappenbrook, uh, he played the big, like, ultra-gigantic Greymon wow. in the very first Digimon movie. Uh, Bob unfortunately passed away as well, mm -hmm. and so they actually got Bryce, his son, to come well, in uh, and take a wow. role for him. So it's like just this beautiful thing of like, here's this actor Bryce Pappenbrook who has like been in this thing that's so meaningful to me, and now I get to be in a thing that's like meaningful that's to him. So crazy, yeah, insane. Man. I was like, I could just, I could just die right now. Go ahead, just, you know, <laughs> I, 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 accomplished everything that i need to do in this world i'm i'm so content and happy and yeah so that's that's where we are right now that six degrees of separation thing is so weird like you know writing out of stories is like one of my favorite games of all time and i like know someone who's worked with like the voice actor who plays the main character <laughs> of my favorite game it's just like super crazy but 
We're just so excited for Eli. Like, it's amazing to see so much growth for you since the last time you were on. And it's just really, really cool to see the torch being passed to, like, the next generation of voice actors to someone who is, like, such a huge fan and, like, appreciates the IP and everything instead of just, you know, kind of just being some random guy. And it's so cool to hear <laughs> that the the old veteran voice actors have been so welcoming. And so, yeah, just congratulations, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's thank, huge. Thank, you all. thank you so much yeah. oh and very I, I very wholesome story yeah. <laughs> yeah. thank you Mateo. and I, I wanted to uh, mention this as well because i know that you all recently launched your sister project mm -hmm. uh the great game debate podcast guiden right yeah mm -hmm. is that as i'm saying it right yeah, yeah, yeah uh yeah. so <laughs> The other big thing that I was in is I got to be my first console game ever, uh, Double Dragon Gaiden, Rise of the Dragons. Whoa, and so I was like, y'all had a Gaiden, I had a Gaiden <laughs> in the same year. How wild yeah. is that? That was dope, dude. That's awesome. Man, that was so amazing. I mean, I, I'm definitely going to be getting into Digimon now that our boy Eli is going to be in the re-releases of these movies. But there's just, it's funny you see this weird parallel. We were talking before the show about the streamer uh, Kyle Bossman, who streamed Radiata Stories, but he also is a huge Digimon fan and has streamed like Digimon World 1 and 3 and like Cyber Sleuth on his channel. I'm like, I feel like as a Radiata Stories fan, I just also need to be a Digimon fan for some reason. So. <laughs> great great overlap. You didn't even know. There's a beautiful connection. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I just want to jump in quickly because of the fact that we just brought up the guide. And all I want to know about um, Double Dragon is like how many effort noises did you have to make <laughs> oh my god so many effort noises it just and so for i play a character his name is anubis and he's like very like feel my power i am anubis da, 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 da. um so he's like exerting himself but like cool so, oh yeah yes. <laughs> <laughs> You could you could possibly uh, so, find that sort of effort noises on a different site. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, lots of efforts. Um, one of the things that was really funny is I actually had to re-record my my dying noise. They were like, "More, give us more death, but cool." <laughs> so that was uh, dying. Yeah, that's hilarious. And one of the was really funny about it is uh, my fiance she's so loving, so supportive of everything that I do, and she was like, "I saw oh that cake she made." Cake. Yeah, yeah, she that made me a joke cake for my, my yeah. birthday, which was super awesome. Um, and so when the game came out, she said, oh my gosh, babe, we have to get a copy of it. We have to play it. Like, I can't wait to hear you in this thing. And I'm like, it's mostly just efforts. Like, I'm not actually doing a whole lot of dialogue. She's like, I don't care. Let's do this. So we put the game in. And so in Double Dragon Guide and uh, Rise of the Dragons, you actually get to pick which order you fight the bosses in. She's like, oh, we're yeah, fighting cool. you first. Let's do it. Nice. So we do my level. We get there. And I literally am just like, what did I say? I'm like, praise Anubis. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, that's it? It's, it's over. Oh, I was like, oh. I, was like well, I mean, it is the first level, so it should be easy. You know? <laughs> yeah, no. But again, she was just like, I cannot believe, like, you know, we can go to the store and pick up something yeah. that like you are in, you know. But can, can't you um, unlock all the enemies as usable characters? So you can technically yeah, use oh. Anubis, yeah. We can play you as can Eli. Play as me. Yeah, Yo. Well, that's sick. So Double Dragon, uh, is it Double Dragon, Guide and Rise of the Dragons? That's right. right. Double and Dragon, Guide and Rise of the Dragons. That's out now, right? Mm -hmm. That's out now, available on all platforms. 
Nice. And then, do you know when the releases of the Digimon movie with the new dub are coming out? Mm, yeah, so uh, Disco Tech has not announced uh, when those okay. uh, will be available to the general public and all that good stuff. Uh, but yeah. what I will say is if you want to you know, have the latest information, follow Disco Tech Media on Twitter. Uh, oh. They actually have a stream coming up soon where they're going to be talking about fall releases and all that good stuff. Nice. I don't have any insider information, but I would just say... If I had to guess, that's probably what I would I would uh, take a peek at. Like <laughs> lucky, they might say something about uh, about Digimon. <laughs> cool. And uh, while we're uh, plugging social media and stuff, where can people follow you and your uh, work and stuff if they want to? Yeah, yeah, super easy. It's the Eli Farmer again. That's the mm-hmm. Eli Farmer uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. So nice. and IMDb now as well. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and if uh, you're looking for my website, you can go to uh, elifarmer.com. Again, nice. super easy. Or just Google Eli Farmer. There's not a lot of us, so it'll pop right up. <laughs> Eli Farmer IMDb page bookmarked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Thanks so much for sharing your story with us, Eli. And with that, I'll turn I things like- over to. Jonah, the judge, for the debate. Welcome back to the debate, and we've got a Monster Battler episode today with Eli representing Digimon versus Steven representing Pokemon in the ultimate Monster Battler debate. We also have Caden as our assist trophy and Digital World. Isn't that what they say? (laughs) (laughs) And Eli as our guest. Would you like to start or close the debate today? Oh, let me close. Yeah. All right, Steven, that means you've got two minutes on the clock, sir. Three, two, one, debate. Okay. Pokemon. The biggest media uh, franchise in the world. Um, this is literally one of the most important franchises in my life. I just did a, recently did a side quest with a Fun and Games podcast explaining Hello. why I love uh, Pokemon so much and, and Pokemon Red and Blue. Like, um, it was my first RPG. It sort of taught me systems of turn-based you know, RPGs and stuff like that. Um, Pokemon is a cozy game. You know, it's it's somewhere you can go back to for a warm blanket. You just you're just going to find some, you know, amazingly cute things. Uh like for for, for people that are watching the video podcast, I'm currently going to show you this absolutely <laughs> amazing Pikachu that's just riding a surfboard. Like in really simple like art on the, uh, the TCG has some of the most amazing art like when I look at other TCGs, I, re- I sort of feel like secondhand embarrassment for them because like, they're still like so indentured in like one art style, whereas Pokemon is so like broad. Like they have mm. people that make stuff out of like wool and knitted stuff and then claymation uh, and then like traditional art and then 3D art. And it's cool. it's phenomenal like how many different artists they get to, to do art for um pokemon so it's really cool you can track 30 seconds some of your favorite artists um but yeah man pokemon it has it has the best goobers look at this goober like greninja is yeah. he's wearing a, a, a tie that's made out of his tongue 
Like what? How <laughs> gross is that? That's so cool, and it's a ninja. Like, look at this Gooba. It's Mewtwo. Or you can't copyright strike me, Akira Toriyama. This isn't Sal. You know, <laughs> man, Pokemon's just dope. Time. Uh, <laughs> the straight childlike gushing strategy. I, I just, I, yeah, I was about to say, I love wholesome little kid Steven. He's my favorite. <laughs> I have always referred to Pokemon as Pokemans. I might steal Goober now. Yeah. I might use <laughs> Goober from going forward. Uh, all right. Eli, you got two minutes on the clock for your opening statement. Three, two, one, debate. Sure. All right. So when I think about Pokemon Digimon, I don't like to think about the verses. I don't know. I don't like to make it ugly because they can both <laughs> exist in their own beautiful way. But I look at them make as like the red pill and the blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> I think of it as like the red pill and the blue pill in the Matrix, mm. right? Pokemon is you take it and you get to stay in your nice, beautiful fantasy world. There's no stress. It's as good as it's going to be. And you don't have to deal with the the, the weight and the, the, the hardship of reality. Where that's where Digimon is. Digimon is a series that you will grow with. A series that will push you and guide you as you go through real challenges in your life. The first season of Digimon tackles things like, you know divorced parents it tackles oh. things like kids being adopted it's a a world where in which you actually have to care for your partner otherwise they will die you know in, a, in the digimon games you have to feed them you have to let them sleep you have to let them rest or there's real consequences or if you just treat them badly they might digivolve into skull graymon instead of metal graymon and nobody wants that where the penalties for being cruel and harsh to your pokemon or maybe there's an episode where you look like the bad guy and then you get blasted off into the stratosphere and then land safely with no real consequences to you. <laughs> but outside of that, there's no real drawback to being cruel and awful to your Pokemon like there is in Digimon. So it's it's more of a real-world parallel, and I feel like it teaches kids more real-world applicable lessons. 30 seconds. Uh, and... Kids, teenagers, adults, everyone can kind of jump into Digimon uh, and feel something and feel that connection there. So that's where I look at it for me, the high point of Digimon is something that it feels like it pushes you. You can take real world lessons and apply them to whatever it is that you might be going through. And everyone has a trait that is unique to them that makes them special. And there is no one that is superior to the other. Ooh. Leaving it there? Leaving, That's my time. Leaving five seconds on the table. Oh. Love it. So Digimon is the Dark Souls of Pokemon, confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Strong openers from both contestants. Mateo, how are you feeling about this debate so far? Uh, I'm disappointed that Steven has not mentioned anything about the uh, how this the entire world of Pokemon is run on caged animal fighting, basically. Mm. So I'm hoping he gets into that a little bit. Uh, <laughs> in a positive way. In a, in a positive uh, news, uh, news to everyone. Mateo is really into dog fighting, but that is not. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, let's get back on the rails. Steven, you've got two minutes on the clock for your rebuttal. And I'm going to use Caden at the end, please. Caden at the end, all right. At the end of your time, Caden will roll right into you. You've got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. Okay, so I've got many, many things to bring up about this. But let's, first of all, I always like to do safety first. So we have first-hand account 
the Digimon endangers lives. Real lives. Digimon having a conversation about Digimon on a car phone almost caused a mass casualty incident with Eli Farmer's fiance. So like, <laughs> how can you ever support any sort of you know project like Digimon, like you know, any sort of thing that that can endanger actual lives? You know, you'd never see that with anything like, you know, Pokemon Go or anything. Uh, <laughs> just, just keep moving on. Um, um, <laughs> let, and now, now I want to just talk about just how ridiculous Digimon is and how its evolutions are so ridiculous. In Pokemon, you know what you're going to get. If you start out with a four-legged kitten Pokemon you know it's going to evolve into a bipedal furry that just keeps Rule 34 alive for another year. You know that. When you get that little kitty, you know. Uh, whereas in Digimon, it goes goo to kitten to gun. 30 seconds. And there's just no actual like logic behind the evolution. It's like, I want to know I'm getting my furry back. Please, I need to know that. Um, <clears throat> and then, man, if only I actually prepared for these and I remembered what my statements were in my head <laughs> two seconds ago. <laughs> um, oh yeah, the other thing about Digimon brings the worst out in people. I owned uh, the original Digimon um, little keyring thing. Oh no, I gotta do this thing. Damn it, I'll do it in my ending. You'll find out next time on Dragon. Bosh! Oh, this trophy case. So, we were talking about that earlier, but just from a video game perspective, oh man, the Digimon video games, at least the older ones, are just like insanely, insanely difficult. Like, you, you have to have a guide to play those games. Like, it's like they're not made for children in mind, ironically. Like, you just get, you talk to someone and he says, you know, he gives you a random piece of information and you have to literally just scout the entire game world. Like when you're doing random battles, it's like every Digimon is easy and then one just comes out and it's like one shots your right. entire party and you lose all your game progress. <laughs> all right. I don't, I, I don't quite <laughs> understand what happened at the end there. I think it was just rushing for time, but it just felt like <laughs> words were being spat at me, but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> Have we ever had a cliffhanger in the middle of a debate before? I don't know. Like, I don't know. I'm very curious as to where Steven's going. With that. Like, <laughs> All right. Uh, Eli, are you wanting to use your assist trophy as well in this uh, this part? Yeah, why not? I'll save oh. it at the end. Save it at the end. All right. You've got two minutes on the clock. Caden will roll right into you. Three, two, one. Okay. Debate. Sorry. Okay, so we're first off going to address the danger of Pokemon here, because for those of you who may or may not know, I encourage you to research the Porygon episode. That is the reason why we have dimming in so many anime nowadays, because of the dangers of seizures as a result of ep epilepsy because of Pokemon. So as far as danger goes in real-world applications, Pokemon is infinitely more dangerous than Digimon as far as the track record goes. Just want to get that out of the way. But then going to my other point, or going to the other point where we talk about you don't know what you're getting with the Digimon, 
And that speaks to the unique the uniqueness and the individuality of the partnership that you have with your specific Digimon. If you love them and you raise them and you train them in a specific way, you might get a gun, you might get a turtle, you don't know, because it's all about the bond that you have with your Digimon, as opposed to when you get your Pokemon, it's mass produce, it's factory settings, you know what you're going to get because it's not special, it's not unique to you outside of its one purpose, which is battling, because then you talk about EVs and IVs and that kind of thing, but Digimon are so much more than just battling, they can talk, they can communicate, they have personalities, hopes, dreams, thoughts and feelings that they can express to you in a language that you understand. So the, the partnership and the communication that you have with your Digimon is so much more authentic than the relationship that you have with Pokemon. So, I will stand on that point that the relationships with Digimon are deeper and more seconds. meaningful than the relationship with Pokemon. Hayden, what you got for me? Alright, so on the complete opposite end of the spectrum of difficulty are the Pokemon video games. He was going to hate me for this one, but <laughs> holy crap. You can just take your starter, never catch another Pokemon, just go through every single battle with your starter. You'll be massively overleveled for every fight in the game. You'll be level 100 by the time you get to the Elite Four, the Pokemon Champion. And all you got to do is hit the A button and spam the same attack over and over again. It doesn't even matter if they have resistance. It's the easiest, mindless, just most insanely boring design for 10 year olds that I've ever seen in my life. And I just want a difficult Pokemon game, please. <laughs> Eli, you got 25 seconds. You want to stop it there? I got 25 seconds? Yeah, you yeah. got Yeah, all right, I'll come back in. Okay. Boom, Agamemnon. coming back in there. Uh, so one of the things that I wanted to follow up with the, the, the difficulty component of it uh, is that yes, Digimon is hard because again, the real world is hard and it's supposed to mirror real world challenges that you have to overcome building that tenacity building that resiliency building that grit and you'll get that with digimon time dang sound like a professional gotta love yeah, it <laughs> gotta love it all right we're gonna go into our final round the closing thoughts steven you've got two minutes on the clock three two one debate man Pokemon is so much more than just battling. You can make puffins with your Pokemon. You can you can make them sandwiches. You can go on picnics with them. You can rub their cheeks to make them happy. You can wash them. You can feed it. Like, you can do all the things that you can do in Digimon, but you don't have to do that to make sure they survive. But they will love you more if you do do that. The coolest thing about, like, late-stage uh, Pokemon games is the more that a Pokemon likes you, it can actually, like, get rid of um status effects just because it's like oh man i'm gonna i'm gonna tough it out or they can hold on to one hp because they just love you so much so like that's like where it shows like you do build relationships with your pokemon and i want to just come back addressing the previous episode of dragon ball z was the fact that digimon brings out the worst in people because i owned the original digimon like little keychain game um, and, you know, we were taught, oh, yeah, pull out the battery and put it back in right after six seconds, you get Teddymon and all this sort of, like, backyard bullshit. And so then, of course, my, my, my Digimon thing broke. But then, because they become a hot commodity, someone was like, oh, can I buy your, your Digimon thing? And I was like, oh, yeah, 10 bucks. Tell him it was broken. And, like, imagine, I would never do that with Pokemon, but I had just, like, you know, I was a horrible person giving a broken Digimon toy. So, like, Digimon did that to me. It, 30 like, seconds. it's real world, and the real world's a terrible place, whereas <laughs> Pokemon is a beautiful place full of beautiful people. Um, 
I don't know, I was just about to go into and the days go by song like this is not my beautiful house, this is not my beautiful house. I don't know how that sort of like relates to Pokemon exactly. <laughs> oh my god, but I love Pokemon so much. It's the it's the greatest uh, ever. I love catching all one thousand of the bastards. Time. All right, Steven and interrupts his own closing statement. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I just want everyone to know, bastards. for the record, furries are good people. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eli, uh, you've got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, debate. So I wanted to finish with just noting the beauty of Digimon games and their progression. Uh, the Digimon franchise is a franchise that takes risk. Some of them, they hit. Some of them, they don't. But because of that, I find that they're way ahead of the wave as opposed to a series that doesn't take those same risks, right? Digimon World 1, you've got a Digimon that can follow you around in the overworld. Different models. We didn't see that from the Pokemon series until Heart Gold and Soul Silver. You had Pokemon Yellow, but only Pikachu could follow you around. Digimon, it could be Agumon, you could have Gabumon, you could have Tyranomon, you could have Megadramon, all these different models so you get to feel like your little special Digimon was with you and connected with you. And then when we go up to, let's say, Digimon World 3, you got three little models that are following you around. You've got three-on-three -three battles. And that is in, what, the early 2000s? We didn't get triple battles in Pokemon until, what, Omega Ever? Ruby, Alpha, Alpha Sapphire, X and Y? Again, this is like a 10-year gap. Digimon is paving the way. <laughs> they are making changes that Pokemon isn't even conceiving because they're playing it safe in their little box. Another one that people don't think about a lot, if y'all remember... X and Y, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, that little feature called Mega Evolutions, where it was a slightly different, more powerful version of the same Pokemon. You know what had that first? Digimon Ooh. with X Evolutions, War Greymon X, Imperial Dramon, Old Force V Dramon X, all of these different Digimon that you can have. Seconds. And again, Digimon had that first because they took risk, they found a way to diversify and continue to pave new roads because they weren't afraid to get outside of the box. And you gotta respect that. You gotta respect someone who's willing to take a chance to be great. And that's what Digimon teaches you. Take a risk, have courage, and also sometimes be reliable. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. You leaving it there? That's where I'm gonna end it. All right, leaving oh, 10 oh, seconds damn. on the table. What a closing I, statement, dude. Oh my yeah. goodness. Mateo. I, I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say it before you drop it on me. That was a fucking sweep. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad. I didn't talk about the TCG and a whole bunch of the movies or anything. You showed us and I just got I got swept. Like that was crazy. Mateo, <laughs> I wanna uh as our as our viewer of the debate, let's uh let's get your let's get your thoughts. Let's see. We'll go through some of my notes here. Uh, Pokemon definitely gets the edge, according to Steven, in Rule 34. So, you know, that's definitely a point for Pokemon there. <laughs> we, we we have established on this show that Rule 34 is a valid defensive. The debate cliffhanger was interesting. Uh, Steven really loves Pokemon. That is rad. That first part of the debate with just wholesome Steven, that was one of my favorite bits of Steven that I've seen so far. Um, 
Honestly, Digimon just sounds rad. Uh, I don't quite understand this evolution table because all I've got so far is goo to kitten and then to either gun or turtle. <laughs> uh, I think I've got to give it to Digimon to, just to figure out what happens next. Caden, uh, as the assist trophy, let's hear your vote. And your thoughts. Yeah, I'm sorry, Steven. You know how it is. If we were basing it off of maybe the opening statement, like just your pure, like unadulterated, like childlike joy of Pokemon and like just showing off like the card art, like maybe what had it. But yeah, uh, Eli, you just brought like so many like well structured and explained arguments. And um, I now have this image of like whoever the hell the game director is for Pokemon games, like. They're like, uh, uh, their employee comes like, boss, boss, we need, we need some new gimmick for this Pokemon game. What do we do? And he's like, eh, just go see whatever the hell Digimon was doing 10 years ago. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, you get my vote, Eli. That was a really great debate. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to follow suit. I'm sorry, Steven. What, yeah, no, no. what really <laughs> took it though? Like I was, I was really on the fence, um, after your rebuttal, Steven, like I thought that was a really good rebuttal. <laughs> but then Eli brought in the the Eli brought in for the second time on this show's history the seizure episode of Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've had that occur in a debate before. It, that was a uh, Pikachu versus Palamutes for like best animal companion in a video game. Yeah. I think. So. And so that killed me. And then Eli's closing statement just grand slam. That was like a presidential speech. Yeah, it was it was was fantastic. fantastic. (laughs) Um, so Eli's taking my uh taking my point as well. Full sweep of the panel. Congratulations, (laughs) sir. Absolutely killed it. Pokemon. (laughs) Um, and uh, would you guys like to reflect at all on on the debate, Eli? You got any? I just wanted. Oh yeah, Steven, I want I want to see more of your sick art. <laughs> I want to see more of those oh, yeah. cards. Yeah, there's Splash some, your cards some dope art. Whole... Yeah, I, I gotta get my yeah. I had my photos just like went went to the bathroom before and I just quickly grabbed a couple cards out. There's just so much jolliness in them. It's yeah. really good. Steven Steven, if you give your your breakdown, I'm gonna run I'm gonna get some Digimon cards. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. I feel really bad. It's uh it was actually once in a lifetime by talking heads. So if I got the name of the the song right, I feel like I should have won. Yeah, that, that three off, off right. track. Yeah, yeah. 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 Have to take some points off. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was curious. I looked it up, expecting maybe a few hundred. Like, if you guys had to guess how many Digimon there are, because I, I just assumed it would be relatively small compared to Pokemon, because it's just not as popular of an IP. But I guess it's been around almost just as long. I feel if like it's gonna run a meme, time, so I'm gonna go for a four twenty. Ooh. Okay. Uh, Ooh. But it's actually four twenty sixty nine. There's actually forty. Well, 000. hilariously, it's one thousand four hundred and sixty-nine. So we got the sixty-nine. Oh, yes. Yeah, there's fifty. There's almost fifty percent more Digimon than Pokemon. Like I had no That's idea insane. there were that many Pokemon. I mean, Digimon. I wonder why they're just like, yeah, God. It's <laughs> like literally uh, <laughs> stapler. <laughs> yeah. Now I have to say, watching uh, Kyle doing that Digimon World three, it's like he's got. I think it's a. Uh, Guillemon or something. I don't know how to pronounce it, but he evolves into Graumon and he's just like a, the oh. same guy, but bigger. And then there's War Graumon. It's the same guy, but he's a mech. But then it evolves into Angimon and now he's just like a what? sexy how did human it go to woman. <laughs> it, it, it's like branches. It's like, I just oh, don't yeah, know yeah. how this little raptor Still guy like turns into a sexy the, angel. The, <laughs> like the best payoffs in anime history is Patamon turning into Angimon. Like that is mm. just such good payoffs. Actual arc. Yeah. 
All right, guys, start flashing cards. What do we got, Eli? Oh, okay, all right, all right. So we were we were here. I wanted to address the uh, and uh, folks. I don't want to open any boxes that you didn't know you had, but rule 34 here. We're going to start with Lilith Mon. <laughs> oh. Oh. Don't, get this. don't get this in Pokemon, kids. Damn. Yeah. That's no that subtlety there. That is not a natural creature, an animal from the natural world. That is yeah. one of the sexy adult women in the digital world. <laughs> then just general cool, we got my boy Aero Vidramon. Yeah. Oh, that dude looks sick. Arrow V Dramon. Okay. That that makes me think Arrow of like Vindramon. a it's almost like a Zoid. It looks dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we want to go cute. Who is cuter than tiny Wormon eating an apple? Oh look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Move over, uh freaking uh Wurmple or Caterpie. We don't need you guys. <laughs> and then I also I gotta give some props to my partner, Digimon. Well, his champion form. My boy Kakumon with yeah, the harpoon torpedo. Nice. Harpoon <laughs> yeah. On, so, oh yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that full circle. So yeah. Um, but as far as reflecting on the debate goes, that was fun. I, I love this. <laughs> and also, as any true blue Digimon fan will tell you, the reason why we're so much more prepared is because we've been having these de having to defend <laughs> ourselves <Yeah>. since another Wednesday. This is just living in the real world for a Digimon <laughs> fan. Just, yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring up the um the theme songs and I'm like, but they're both absolute bangers. Like the season yeah. ones are both like ten out of ten. Oh, yeah. Like oh yeah. Oh, oh, and then one thing I also wanted to say for Digimon fans, there is not an Imperial Dramon X. I know that. I, I slipped, so don't don't come at me, Digimon fans. No, that doesn't exist. Um, don't send me your corrections. <laughs> talking about the theme songs, I thought about this today. Do y'all, because I know, obviously, the American version of both of them, and I'm a Digimon fan, and I know that Butterfly, which is, like, so synonymous with Digimon and as, as the Japanese opening song, right? Do y'all know? Like crazy Town? <laughs> what's the opening uh opening japanese song of pokemon i, I don't i don't think i've ever heard no it. no idea no i don't know yeah uh, well so if we do if we do japanese tracks i also think digimon wins in terms of theme songs. ah he's just kicking him when he's down <laughs> i'm all here for it all right all right jota uh what about, what about last week's debate last week's debate we had our D and D slash Baldur's Gate debate or character debate with Ryan representing Bards versus Caden representing Hank. Hank the Paladin. Uh it was a it was it was a vicious, brutal battle and uh take like leading by five points was Bards ten to five. Ooh, you have a. Do you have the names of everyone that voted for the bard? Because I think Hank the Hell Knight might. He's coming for Yeah, I think <laughs> this is going to be your situation, Stephen, next week. Is nobody's going to list the debate and just everybody's going to vote for Pokemon, so you'll win anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? We got Eli out here fighting the fight for Digimon. Yeah. Oh yeah, on the front lines. Mm -hmm. I always trust in the unwashed masses. <laughs> and if you'd like to vote you can go to the cast your votes channel on our discord and we'll have this up as soon as we post this episode and with that we'll move on to the pitch
All right, folks, it is now time for the pitch. We're in a handful of us panelists. We'll have two minutes to make an elevator pitch on a mystery game we've been playing, and the rest of the panelists will decide if they will buy the game or not based off of the pitch. Um, this week, myself and Eli will be stepping up to the pitcher's mound. I shall nominate myself to go first as I walk dramatically with the anime close-up up to the pitcher's mound. <laughs> will you please Dude, you had every opportunity down, to be like, and I will go first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I've seen some glasses that they make that actually do like the anime, like... Mm -hmm. Like gloss Whoa. over, yeah. yeah. LEDs in them, and they're like touch activated, and like just <laughs> right. Yeah, it's really hilarious. All right, you got two minutes on the clock. Three, two, one, pitch. All right, this game, very uh, in keeping with this episode, is a monster catcher slash tamer game. Uh, you start out as a kid who's run afoul of like a terrorist organization and they throw him in their little prison, but he sees they got little monsters in the prison there. And there's another kid in there who they've also kidnapped. And you're like, let's work together to break these monsters out. And maybe the monsters will help us defeat the terrorists. And uh, I pick, I pick the one monster that's like a little like dragon guy that like incubates in the, in the ground and then like turns into a dragon. And we like kick the shit out of the terrace. And then he becomes my rival. And of course he picks like the one that's like the weakness of my guy. So there's like the whole, you know, very Pokemon-esque like typing advantage thing going on. And um, what this game has that your average say Pokemon game doesn't is um, it's got difficulty options. So you can play it like a regular, if you're like a 10 year old kid or whatever, you just get your one creature, you power level it, you just smash through the game and have a good time. But it's got several difficulty modes. Like there's like easy, normal, difficult, expert, and like insane. That's literally like, you will not enjoy this. Don't play it. <laughs> like, <laughs> difficulties require you to actually delve into the deeper mechanics of like customizing your creatures and maximizing their stats and like getting the best moves or like you just can't progress in the game. So like that challenge is there for, seconds. you know, like longtime fans that have turned into adults of other mon monster catching games. Um, and it also has things like, this is like a turn-based, level-based game. So um, you can like turn on a difficulty setting. So there's also like module settings, almost like the draconian mode things nice. and Dragon's Quest. And one of them is that you can't, uh, the game level caps you until you defeat like the bosses throughout the game. So it's like, you'll never be able to make your creatures stronger than the bosses. And so you have to make like a balanced team time. with good tactics. Yeah. That's that's super interesting, actually. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I, especially just saying, I oh, there's, you said like five different difficulty levels. That's like that's mm -hmm. the sweet spot because of the fact that like when people are asking for more difficult Pokemon, it's like you need a, you need a multitude because you just you definitely need to find that sweet spot where it's like yeah you are using you know status affecting moves and and using mm -hmm. Pokemon that have like healing abilities and stuff like that. Um, just uh, so one thing I'll you... here too is there's uh, a lot of quality of life in this game compared yeah. to say like a Pokemon game because it's like a pain in the ass in a lot of Pokemon games to like train your Pokemon. Uh, but at this game, they have these places called battle houses, and there's just like uh, opponents in the battle houses that are focused on like if you fight this uh, specific person it'll only increase the attack of your monsters if you attack mm. if you fight this specific person it'll increase your defense and you can just fight them as much as you want so it's like you do on the higher difficulties needs to grind to like perfect your monsters but they make it easy and accessible yeah so. yeah 
All right. Well, Mateo, how are you feeling about this game? Uh, it sounds pretty cool. I mean, uh, so I'm I'm not like a huge Pokemon person, but there is a lot of love in me for that game. And I recently tried to get into like Cassette Beast, and it didn't uh, quite yeah. scratch yeah. the itch it that didn't I had. Quite scratch it for me either. And I played co-op as well. But yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah, th this sounds interesting. I think I'm in. Oh hell yeah! That's not right. I thought you were just gonna say this genre is just not for me. <laughs> no, no, it sounds red. Sounds red. Uh, I can't cool. wait to see uh, Pokemon take the uh, that difficulty setting that you're talking about in about ten years or so and put that in their hands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but... Um, uh, one quick question before I say I'm in or not. Um, mm -hmm. what's the what's the hour count on this game? Ooh, um, I guess it depends on the difficulty. Um, I think I'm about halfway through the game and. I think maybe I've got close to like 20 hours, but I'm playing on one of the harder difficulties, the, like the level cap. And of course, if you could just mash through it on easy, you know, it's probably going to be closer to like 15 faster. or 20 hours. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I'll bite. I'll Ooh. bite. You've uh, you've you've sold me on several turn-based RPGs, and I've always like usually come out okay. pretty hot on them. So <laughs> always usually. <laughs> always usually. Yeah. <laughs> All right, where are you sitting? You and you biting in? Yeah, time, I, I, time. I definitely am. I, I definitely want to give it a look. I always find that I don't have the longevity for a Pokemon mm -hmm. clone as much as with Pokemon because of the yeah. my entire Nostalgia. life story is Pokemon. You know? Yeah, uh, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I just um, really Pokemon. I get you. So yeah, so it's just it's it's tricky because I really love Monster Sanctuary and I want to go back to the ah, yeah multiple hours of that. But then it just sometimes you just stop, and mm -hmm. I just didn't have mm -hmm. that that love that yep. draws me back to it. And I, think I can see yeah. that, yeah, yeah. You know, just play it for um, the love of it. And same with cassette base. Like my son has asked a couple times to play it, but it is it's pretty brutal for um, especially for a younger kid because I have to tell him exactly what to do, otherwise we will wipe pretty quickly. Um, yep. But yeah, so definitely I'll, I'll check it out for sure. What do you think, Eli? I'm down. You had me a monster. <laughs> <laughs> all right well steve i've got good news for you how you don't have patience for pokemon clones this isn't a pokemon clone it is a pokemon game it's a community <laughs> pokemon hack of fire red called pokemon unbound and it's free Ooh, that's so funny oh, nice. that is uh, that is like the only pokemon game that i've actually played is fire red oh, my <laughs> really oh, yeah. fire red are they yeah that's funny. So, um, great art style of Fire Red. I like yeah, that. I came out of this game because um, now that I have a baby, I do. I need a lot of like turn-based games that I can play with one hand. So I was like, let me play a Pokemon game on an emulator. But then I was like, it's been like probably eight years since I looked at Pokemon hacks. There's probably been you know oh, yeah. so many that have come out. So I looked at a bunch of lists, and this was like the number one that you should play on like a lot of lists and. Nice. It's so cool. It's like all original. It's like a completely new region. It's a completely awesome. original story. Um, it has all of the Pokemon and all the game mechanics up to generation eight. So you get like wow. Z moves and wow. like mega in, in, evolutions. In Art? Yeah, so the community Ooh. has made sprite art of all the Pokemon up to Gen 8. And, like, the best That's example crazy. I can give you is, like, a Lolan Exeggutor. Just looks like a freaking dope in, like, 3D <laughs> with that long neck. In the sprite art, he's got this crazy sprite where, like, his neck he's is, like, where <laughs> the hair's all out. And he's got this crazy face. So, like, it's just a monumental effort from the community to take all That's those Pokemon, crazy. like, Gen 5 forward and, like, make sprites of them. But, um... 
yeah, as I said, a big draw for me is like the difficulty and you know, you since I'm playing on an emulator when I need to like grind, I could just put it on ten times speed and just yeah. like in fifteen minutes I've like maxed out my Pokemon or whatever. <laughs> uh, the game also has new game plus where after you beat the game you can carry a team of six um into the new game plus with like all of their like natures and abilities and EVs and mega stones and Z crystals and stuff. So cool. I'm just like Good. I love I love the idea of that the level capping before yeah um, it's so good just so that it makes ah. it because like when I played a, a Nuzlocke recently definitely mm -hmm. made it, like I at first you sweep and then you get to the midpoint of the game and you go holy shit I don't have the right Pokemon and everything everything goes to exactly shit. and that's yeah. like awesome in Nuzlocke's but like you still don't have a level cap in Nuzlocke's unless you mm -hmm. play super strict rules um so yeah I like the level capping idea. I think that's led to it having like my favorite Pokemon experiences. Like right now, I'd say like this is the best Pokemon game I've ever played, and it's not even yeah. an official one. But the mid wow. point of the game is kind of where they really kick the difficulty up, and you get access to like you know customizing your Pokemon and changing their abilities and natures and stuff. But the middle gym, gym leader is normal type, but it's a reverse oh. typing gym. So like his normal Pokemon suddenly become insane because the only thing that damages them is uh like ghost type and then they oh, like really? are either immune or take so like <laughs> yeah so yeah, wow. he's got all these crazy strong normal types and like it's so <laughs> hard that he only has four pokemon and with a team of six like he kept beating my ass and i had to go and like <laughs> okay let me write down which pokemon he has what moves they have let me like curate wow. a team and train my team up and then when i came back and kicked his ass i was just like let's go these <laughs> so you're it's saying it's like really... the dark souls of pokemon yes yeah. <laughs> the the reason i've enjoyed this experience so much is it proved to me that i actually do like pokemon and it has like really good game mechanics but like Not you just never pokemon get to meaningfully you don't, you don't have to touch them yeah yeah you just don't need to engage with them um in the official games unless you're playing competitive so it's been yeah. really cool all right, well, so Pokemon Unbound, check it out. I think we'll move on to right. our next pitch, which is Eli. Step on to step on up to the pitcher's mound. You've got two minutes on the clock, sir. Three, two, one, pitch. Okay, so the game that uh, I have been playing as of late uh, is a game that has a beautiful art style, uh, especially considering the power of the device that it was on. Um, this game is uh, on a handheld system, a very popular handheld system, um, that many of you probably might have in your home right now. Uh, <laughs> but it has uh, art done by a very prominent artist, Akira Toriyama. Uh, it is a game <laughs> in which you can design your own character and make them to look and appear mm -hmm. however it is you like. You also get to design your party members. You get to do a party of four and you can customize them and make them look however you like as well. Uh, there's all types of different weapon classes and skill trees that they can learn. And there's this really cool feature in the game where you can actually switch between classes at any point. So if you're tired of being a warrior, you can become a mage. Tired of being a mage, you become a thief. And what's cool about it is the points that you put into those skills uh, in that specific class carry over to the other classes. So you can max out your warrior skill and then become a mage who has like crazy high strength and defense. Hmm. So not only can you do magic, you're like a battle mage as well. Oh, or if you want yeah. maybe a, a priest that can have like, you know, infinite MP pool and heal everybody. And it's also really fast. You can make like a martial artist priest. Uh, and it's a game that has so many hours of just engaging content 
tons and tons and tons of free DLC, which is super hey. awesome that everyone loves. Um, it really takes advantage of the the system's uh, ability in that it, it encourages local play, encourages long distance wireless play, and there's uh, incentives to do that. Like there's little treasure maps that you can find in certain people's worlds that you can take back to your world that unlock secret bosses and special armor. And a really cool feature is if the bosses are too easy, you can give them the experience after the battle to make them tougher for the next time when you fight them if you want a real challenge. Wow. 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 Damn. That's it. Leaving like a bloody rag on the boss. You're like, clean yourself. Up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this game sounds cool. Uh, what's the game? Is it turn based RPG? This is a turn based okay. RPG. Nice. So I, I, I think I know what this is. And if I, I do no know idea. what this is, it yeah. had possibly the most laugh out loud bad marketing campaign when it was coming out Aww. i remember simply because i just remember i don't know if it was like some movie star or something at the time it could have been like edward furlong before he you know had, had yeah, sure. or something and it was like oh see this character i'm putting on the red pants that protects him <laughs> from fire and it was just like what is this i don't know if this is this game. a video game before let me <laughs> but explain when you say, you. but you say akira toriyama on handheld it's like there's only two games that I can actually think of, so. Um, <laughs> but I'm 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 definitely curious. I love job systems. Well, yeah. I don't have that much experience, but playing Bravely Default um, Two was so much fun with job oh, yeah. systems yeah. and stuff like that. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think that's yeah. the biggest draw for me, like a robust, freeform job system plus a Kiritama, Kiritoriyama art. You know, you, I'm, you I'm had in. me I'm at in. Battle Mage. I'm in. <laughs> Battle Mage was <laughs> so rad. Yeah, this this sounds sick. Uh, I, I'm in. I did. I, we'll, we'll figure. Let's figure out what it is so I can go and add it to my wish it list. Be a start, <laughs> oh my god! You're gonna have to go. Um, the game. Uh, this uh, game yeah, is one know. of the highest selling. Actually, might be the most highest selling game in the franchise. This is Dragon uh, Quest Nine. Oh, yeah, <laughs> on the Nintendo I, DS, bro. Oh. Yeah, wow. <laughs> that was DS, not 3DS. I did not DS. know that wow. Dragon Quest Nine was like this, because those games usually have some rigid character progression. So yeah, that's man, gotta look, gotta look up. The like, there was definitely an old trailer. I can't remember who, what, who the actor was. Maybe it was like Kieran Culkin or something. But like, yeah, okay. it's Seth, uh, I think it's I think his name is Seth Green. Seth oh my Green, God. maybe. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. That oh, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I can yeah. just see it in my head. Like, yeah, I yeah, just remember yeah. it was like it was the worst way to market a good game. <laughs> they also had, funny enough, they had. Um, y'all ever watch the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? They had mm -hmm. Dylan and Cole yeah. Sprouse. They were also part of the marketing oh, campaign. Uh, well, that's cool. Also, to, yeah. had Brenda's song as well. They okay. had all these celebrities pop in and yeah. do their spots for them. Yeah, <laughs> Disney stars. That's funny. I'm contemplating like the branching paths of my immediate future and like there's part of me that like somehow wants to like try to make time to like keep up with like all of these like insane like double A AA and triple A releases that are coming out and I'm like so far behind already from the past two years there's so many games I haven't been able to play like Resident Evil 4 and like Dead Space and like you know I'm not gonna get to Alloway 2 I'm not gonna get to Spider-Man but now I'm just like hmm. What Maybe about I all these just, old like, games? Yeah, it's like, just, just forget. I'm just going to be like a retro niche gamer, just play yeah. Pokemon Hacks and Digimon and like Dragon yeah. Quest emulated on my computer. Like, 
Yeah. One thing I, I will say, Caden, though, is you might want to hold up a little bit because Dragon Quest IX is the only Dragon Quest game that has not been remade despite its sales. Mm-hmm. So there's rum- rumblings. <laughs> that's, the, oh, that's the next thing. Okay. okay. All right. That would make sense. Like, especially man, if they hit quick, they could do it before the Switch like goes over like its mm-hmm. you know, sales sort of edge, like because it's right on that tipping point. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Mm. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much to me and Eli for uh, pitching these games. Check them out. We got, uh, I guess these are for the PC emulator players out there because I don't know how the hell you're going to play these games either way. But we got Dragon Quest Nine and Pokemon Unbound. And I'll pass things over to our Game Master Steven for the game. Welcome back, everybody. It's time for the game, and we're bringing back great game. So lame. And so in this simple, simple game, I'm going to bring up a game that might be in that sort of seven-ish range, and, and I want you to tell me great game or so lame, and then give me a two-word descriptor of why you think it's so. Um, so I'll just run around the panel, and then after we've gone around the panel, we'll have a one-minute discussion. Um, and give that final answer of whether it is a great game mm-hmm. or it's just so lame. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, and I'm going a little bit outside of uh, traditional video games. I've, huh. I've got a couple, okay. couple interesting ones. Okay. But we'll Fair start with a, with a video game. A, a legit classic, if you will. Eli, is Space Cadet a great game or is it so lame? Does anyone remember what Space Cadet is? Yeah, like Space Who? <laughs> Space Cadet is the pinball game on every like Microsoft computer oh, that we all played oh. on our Windows XP at like school. Hmm. I'm gonna say great game, awesome sound effects. Oh, nice. <laughs> Jonah. Oh, okay. Uh... Three words. <laughs> I'm gonna say so lame. Don't remember. Oh, That's what I was gonna say. Dang it! You're too young. Yeah, I'm gonna say Mateo. great game, computer class. <laughs> ah, Caden. I'll say so lame. Play Minesweeper. Dog! What a dog! All right, let's have, let's have a minute. Um, just so that we can talk about Caden being a dog. <laughs> All right, one minute of, of, of chats. Let's go. I think I was the only I... student in computer class that actually knew how Minesweeper worked. But anyway, go ahead. And <laughs> I was also one of the only students in class that knew how Minesweeper works. So your your argument is oddly compelling. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but like, you know, you have these choices of, of solitaire, Minecraft, and, and you got Minecraft. Never heard of it, man. It's a pinball like, game, it's, dude. It's, it's so good. Space Cadet was red. And like, it definitely was no one's, red. No one's playing Free Cell or Hearts. There was always that kid, I know how to play Hearts. I know how to play. No one cares. <laughs> I'd, I'd much no rather play Solitaire. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I can't bring Solitaire because everyone would just say great game. I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna stand, I'm gonna stand by my great game. I'm standing by my great game on on uh, Space Cadet. So, so you guys never played? It is pinball. No, never heard That's of it pinball. in my life. That's mm-hmm. wild. I think I was... <laughs> Go ahead, Eli. 
I said it's probably on your computer right now. Oh, man. <laughs> it's under your seat right now. Now it's got, now it's got microtransactions. You have to pay a yeah. quarter every time you want to play. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Uh, that's probably one of our first ones where we can't like come to quite quite a consensus because we are literally. I think you have to decide for us since we're in the middle. Uh, well, if I'm the arbiter, like I space cadet, man, it was right, dark. Okay. It was space cadet, great game. It's, all right <laughs> let's go back around now this one man this is all relative to how how you interacted with and i guess how many players interacted with it whack-a-mole great game oh. so lame eli so lame carnival scam china <laughs> oh. uh great game Carnival scam. <laughs> Carnival. No, uh, we're gonna go. Uh, aggression outlet. Nice. Ooh, it's We'll go great game. Smash heads, dude. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Caden. Uh, great game. Pokemon Stadium. Let's go. That <laughs> yeah, that was actually good. Oh, yeah, anyway. okay. I, okay, I was like, all right, what? one, one, one minute. So, did anyone ever have it where it's like if you get two people playing yeah. co-op, but <laughs> no, you're actually smack. hitting them too, but you're hitting them too fast, and you end up getting a terrible payout? Like, oh, yeah. that's pretty good. That's like I the thing. The carnival scam is so true mm -hmm. for me. Like, like it is so true. I like to, I like to just like forgo like the little like the mallet and just use your hands. You never man. use the mallet. You got, it's hands you got only. double mallets. Yeah, 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 it's hands only, and that's where I think it's like maybe it registers if you hit them within a second it's like no you're not getting any tickets because we're like we're gonna get like 150 tickets out of this bus like and just yeah. get like oh 15 tickets what, what? Tickets. Have, yeah, you played yeah. the, have you played the new like arcade whack-a-mole where it's like it's not a you have to put your hands out yeah but you gotta like hit all the blue buttons and stuff as they Don't light up oh uh, yeah that's what it is dude that game rules but yeah i think uh kaden brings up a good point whack-a-mole in video games is always very fun like they always oh, make it more really fun. fun yeah um man yeah see i i definitely thought i'd get the controversial takes because the amount of times i've you know walked away with only a bouncy ball from you know, go and go, go, go to get my tickets and realizing, man, my, my parents gave me 10 bucks and I got a bouncy ball that costs like 50 cents. Exactly. Sweet. See, <laughs> I'm not playing whack-a-mole for tickets. I'm playing whack-a-mole for the fun to of the, the game. get the aggression out. Exactly. Yeah. You're opening up the pit. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Put the AirPods in, blast the metal music. Let's whack some realize, moles, baby. There's like two four-year-olds on the ground behind you because you've been swinging <laughs> elbows. Go, going he's hard on the wind-up. <laughs> he's got the double bass going in the song and he's matching yeah. that tempo with his hands. Hell yeah. Yeah, man, I don't know. That's, again, that's I, I think we're going to have to say it's a great game just it, because, yeah. man, the, whether you have a bad time or a good time, it's memorable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, true. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. Um... Uh, this this is another one. This, this is a historical, I guess. Uh -oh. Flop flop is possibly a, huh? a, a, a big word. Don't is say it. Spore. Oh, a great okay. game. Or oh, so well. lame. Eli, Boy. do you remember Spore at all? <laughs> no. Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> you, you can pass. What a pass. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Jonah. Uh, 
so lame. Science sucks. Uh, so lame. Dicks everywhere. Did you ever actually play this game? I think Caden might say otherwise. Extend the abdomen out. Yeah, yeah. Caden. All I got to go on is, uh, I guess, great game, Metacritic 84. I was really I did hoping. Not it to I be was so high. really hoping you'd say "great game, dicks everywhere." Wow. <laughs> well, I think we might forego this one because it sounds like I played it, but like all I know is that I got so hyped on the um the lead up to it, and I bought it, and then like mm-hmm. the best part of the game is like a couple hours long, and then you get into this whole space adventure thing at the end, and it's just like mm-hmm. this kind of sucks. So yeah, it's like. It's so lame. You're you are yeah. like it's it's cool when you're just a creature trying on, to eat on, other creatures. Yeah, like... on, on one planet, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a so whole like you're, like, you're almost doing Age of Empires. You're trying to like yeah convert people to your like clan and all that stuff. Yeah, but, yeah then ah, it religion. Just spe- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> with the monster yeah. growing. And every vibe. planet you go to, I think they're like uh, randomly populated by other people's creations. Everyone just made dicks. Everyone yeah. just <laughs> Alex shaped <laughs> creatures. Make a dick. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we will go so lame on that on spore. Yeah. All right. Um, we reckon one more or two more. Oh, let's do two more. Let's do two more. Okay, this one. I have a very heated opinion about this. Baldur's Gate. Mousetrap. Great game. So lame, Eli. I don't know this one either. You don't yeah. know what the mouse board game oh, mousetrap. What's that age discrepancy between myself and you, Steven? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm trying> to... <laughs> Obviously, too much. A mousetrap. We you kids, literally we make a mousetrap, and then you play a board game while you're making the mousetrap. Uh-huh. No clue. No clue. No clue. Uh, Jonah, do you know? Oh man, when I was a kid, I was so hyped for this game, but I'm, I have to say, so lame. Too many pieces. Too complicated. That's what we'll do. Too yeah, complicated. Yeah. Uh, too complicated. Mateo? Uh, so lame. Play Crossfire instead. Get <laughs> caught up in the Crossfire, in fact. Ooh. You're talking about Crossfire X, I don't know crossfire. right? That, that, that first-person shooter <laughs> that tried to beat out Call of Duty. For Remedy? Is Crossfire a board game? I have not heard of it. I, you don't remember that it, one? It had the it had like the most extreme like nineties commercial. It was like two oh, really? dudes and they're floating in on these. Oh, you're things. shooting um you're shooting the balls at each other. Dude, dude actually don't play Crossfire Live because <laughs> look, the commercial was rad. The commercial was so <laughs> rad. But then you actually got the game and it's like, what are we doing? Yeah, what are we actually <laughs> doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just shoot like a hundred little BBs at each other. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, I you know what? In, that. In, instead, audience, go play the uh, the Star Wars version of Battleship because it was voice acted every time you got know. a hit. It Battleship was holds awesome. <laughs> Battleship rules. Caden, you are obviously uh, too young to know what Mousetrap was. Yeah, I guess so lame animal cruelty. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, it, yeah, the biggest thing is it's so lame because you literally, the best part of the game is like you set up a mousetrap and then you just set it off. Mm-hmm. And it takes so long to set up, and usually you go around to a friend's yeah. place, they're missing one piece, and so the domino yeah, effect just doesn't like... work at all. Oh, um, it, you you yeah, basically like, build like a plastic Rube, Rube Goldberg machine, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. that's oh. the climax of the game. Yeah. That's kind of cool. And then, yeah, that's it. So it's a cool concept, it's just terrible in execution. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> let's go to the last one. This is, a, this, is a, this is a possible spicy one. Mm. 
uh, this is an entire industry of video games. Uh, this yeah. is, and quote unquote, this is on the title of of those games. Xbox. Simulator oh. games. Oh. Eli, are simulator games great or so lame? Great game, Persona Five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that had simulator on the title. I mean, like farming simulator two thousand. 25 or whatever. Oh, you're like literally in the it's title. Like, oh, literally it's the dating title. simulator. Yeah. Persona 5 High School Dating Simulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what I'm saying. That's what it's saying. Yeah. Hey, he gave you two words. That... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry, Jonah, yeah. Uh, great game, Goat Simulator. Oh, yeah, There you go, baby. there you go. Oh, uh, yeah. Great game, Power Wash Simulator, dude. Oh, One of the yes. best games that's released recently. Wow, mm. yeah, okay. Caden? Great game, Euro Truck Simulator, baby. Yes. It's like, <laughs> but you just play as a truck. Like... Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's my. I, I thought I'd have to have like Ryan on the podcast to get like yeah. a whole bunch of great games. Yeah. Everyone has a great point. Like, <laughs> it's, um, because it's such an intimidating t to have in your title simulator is like mm -hmm. so intimidating. But um, sure. yeah, there's a lot of gold in there. And then there's Probably, untitled, uh, uh, untitled goose game. That's a goose simulator. Goose simulator. Yeah, that's yeah. a goose simulator. Yeah, Microsoft Flight Simulator, bro. Let's go. Um, any anytime anyone here wants to get into some series like SnowRunner action, I will boot that up and we can go no and move some trucks runner. around a map. <laughs> have you? Okay. Speaking of like goofy games uh goofy sim games uh i've been watching ryan stubbs uh play oh, a man, game that, that mars game yeah mars crazy. first logistics mateo you yeah, need to look into the trailers game. for that it is so Make hilarious own, like, it, it's it's yeah. like uh it's kind of like kerbal space program but without the repercussions of kerbal space program yeah. you're it's a bit more <laughs> like you're playing with connects yeah, or um, Legos, and everything and clicks like Legos, together. Yeah. It doesn't break. Your machines don't break. You just have to figure out the physics of the game. Yeah, but and the physics, yeah, still like, yeah. It, it's so that fun. Sounds pretty it's legit. super fun. Trombone simulator, dude. Is Ooh, that what that trombone chain. Yes. Oh, trombone chain. <laughs> have you seen that game? Oh, my God, it's funny. Uh, that um, just, that's just coming we, to we, Switch, we'll and you got to use the, the well, Joy-Cons as the slide. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, um, before before we move on, Steven, what is your pick for best simulator game? What what would man. be your uh, your great game on this one? Yeah, I am I am definitely on the outside of this one where it's like I want to like them. I for some reason I get off on like menus and seeing all that shit in like <laughs> you know Park Build. Park Build is probably the closest thing mm. to simulator oh, games yeah. I I, I, I enjoy, sure. but like I enjoy it for like thirty minutes yeah like i'm like ooh, i want this to work and then when it doesn't i just go oh fuck this game but, but, just steven, <laughs> steven you gotta go the sims man the sims yeah yeah i was it's i was easy. sims yeah i was I, I, but only the i only ever played the first one but man i am not an architect i wanted to be an architect when i was a kid and i did a um a little bit of like um you know inner school like training in an architect and stuff um yeah some cad work i did do that um but like, I just don't have the brain to think outside of literally a box. I go, because a square, <laughs> you fit things in logically. I just could never draw do anything better than like a box house. Like it was just, yeah. yeah. Oh. All right. Well, simulators confirm great games.
We nailed it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, Emma. Let's wrap it up. All right. Is that is that the end of your game? Yeah. Yeah, it do. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much for the Steven. game, Steven. A pleasure as always. Go ahead, Mateo. Steven's do a catchphrase. It'll do. <laughs> you gotta do it with a mouthful of water, though. You gotta do it. <laughs> well, folks, we made it to the end of the podcast. Congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. We did it. It's now time to go around for final thoughts. Um, Eli, I'll pass it to you. Uh, final thoughts can be just anything that's on your mind, anything you'd like to shamelessly plug. The floor is yours. Oh, well, awesome. I just want to say thank you all so much for having me back. I, I, I really do feel like in some way our conversation, the first one that we had, put some positive mojo out in the universe and <laughs> my career trajectory completely changed. So, you know, hopefully it continues that way after this oh, episode yeah. and not the exact opposite effect, you know, like it cancels out. Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping <laughs> in two months we get the announcement that Eli is the main character in like an upcoming big anime. Let's Let's put oh, those... Yeah. Let's put those vibes out in the world. Let's make it happen. It's just a matter of time. Well, you know, on that that note, I will say I forgot to mention, um, this isn't me confirming anything. I'm just saying I forgot to mention uh, that this year uh, I finally did get the call up to go to Crunchyroll to record in studio. Uh, So now I've had the opportunity to do some background work on Crunchyroll shows. Let's keep an eye out for announcements, hopefully here in the future, uh, that I'll I'll book some more roles and you'll see me some more Crunchyroll projects. Main character! Outside of that, I just want to say, y'all, y'all do so great. The the energy is so good. It's so fun. I love being here, and um, I can't wait to like see where you all go, and you know how the <laughs> podcast continues to grow and evolve. So, oh, yeah, woo woo, go yeah. see. Awesome. All right, Jonah. <laughs> final thoughts, Jonah. Uh, final thoughts. Always a pleasure having Eli back. Uh, super stoked. Um, also, uh, we got some Redbubble sales going on. I believe. The week nice. after this drops, uh, we'll be doing a uh, 30% off sale. So if you want to get any Gaiden merch or uh, our show merch, that'll be up there. Um, uh, the Gaiden guys will talk about it too on their show. I want to thank all of our Patreon or patrons for supporting us. Um, thank me. And Jonah, thank me specifically. <laughs> thank you, Mateo. I appreciate oh, you for supporting us. You are a fantastic welcome, human being. Oh, oh, I got a big papa. Oh, my. <laughs> a vocal fry. What is going on here? <laughs> anyway, um, thank you to all of our patrons. And uh, if you guys are curious about any of the links, Redbubble, Patron, Patreon, or you're not uh, part of the GGD community in the Discord, we have a link tree in the description. You can check out all of our links there. So like and subscribe yeah. i just i just <laughs> sent over the shirt i sent over the shirt link yes. it's not just joe you can get any of the digital uh the digidestin from the first season um nice. so yeah so check out but the joe is oh, yeah. the best character to get so get the <laughs> i've heard get yeah. It. yeah look at that dude <laughs> badass <laughs> all right steven final thoughts uh i just want to shout out um yeah I, i've been loving some board games recently and i I've, mm. um I've got a a local um, toy store that's that that's got a heap of board games, and so just been picking some up for the kids here and there, like trying to get one because my daughter's four and my son's seven, so like we can run run around that sort of seven age because 
my daughter's pretty pretty cluey. And um, we've been playing a game called Outfox. It's really, really cool. It's sort of a catch the thief. Um, so it feels a little bit like um, Cluedo in some respects, but you can either... You can either roll you roll these dice and you can either look for um, suspects or you can look for clues. And if you're looking for clues, then you've got to move around the board. If you look for mm. suspects, you can just do it straight away. Um, but then every time you have to tell everyone what you're doing, whether you're looking for suspects or misroll, and you get to roll three times. There's this, like, real good tension. But if you misroll, then the... Um, the thief, which is they're all foxes, um, gets to move like down the board, and so like obviously if they escape, they they get away. And also if you um just decide to so- solve it like in Cluedo, and if you get it wrong, then they get away. So yeah, it's like mm. it's really cool. It's it's pretty simple, but you can like you can high up the levels of difficulty by making the box move further, or you know having less rolls and stuff like that. So it's, yeah, it's really really cool. Great game for kids if if you love board games. So yeah, check it out. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Uh, well, as always, you forgot my I've been your host, Caleb. Yeah. Oh man, sorry, Mateo. <laughs> sorry, I, I forgot Stephen one no, time. Stop. Was, no, stop. No, stop. First of all, before before, other than saying sorry, say sorry to our patron. Yeah, I know. <laughs> paying to be on this podcast that I just didn't. <laughs> Please, Mateo. Final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, I was watching the Friday the Thirteenth series this weekend because it's Friday. It was Friday the Thirteenth on Friday. It was. Uh, you know, a lot of people. Asso- yeah, a lot of people associate those uh, those movies with uh, like kid like like summer camp and like camp uh-huh. counselors and all that. There's really not a lot of those movies where they're actually like at yeah. a summer camp After, having like, like yeah. summer adventures. After the first uh, two, yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, there's one with like telekinesis. Those movies get real weird, dude. They get real weird. Oh, <laughs> Tommy Jarvis, top tier, top tier. Mateo, mm-hmm. since He's you're a hero, man, since you're into like uh, spooky movies and stuff, you should check out Ice Nine Kills. Mm-hmm. It's a metalcore band. Like almost all of their music <laughs> oh, yeah. is about uh, yeah. horror movies. Thank God stuff. it's Friday. Look up. Thank God it's Friday. Yeah, great song. Okay, I will add that to my list. All right, Katie, I got nothing right. else, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> For real this time, I've been your host, Kate Berthier Lane, and my final thoughts are this podcast has run so long, my wife's probably gonna fucking kill me. As always, a big thank you to our friend Miss Riven for the music in our podcast. If you like what you hear and you want to check out more of what they have, you can pay them a visit on Twitter at capital M I S T capital R I V E N seven one nine or on Bandcamp at Miss Riven. Thanks again for tuning in. Till next time. I've got <laughs> yeah, I've got a couple couple goodens to go through. Are you ready? Spaghetti's. Uh... Yes. I can't remember. Are you ready, spaghetti? No, never. (laughs)